Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Raider Nation, your buddy Murph, back once again for what we hope to be a fantastic episode of the RFR Rundown. That is when myself and my buddy Swag, Jeff, go through all the fantastic articles and news bits and stories that happen throughout Raider Nation throughout the course of the week. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Swag Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah, man. man, you missed RFR Live last week. I've missed the last two live shows, man. I'm I'm jonesing now. What are now. you doing? I'm jonesing now. What are now. you doing all being a dad and stuff? I know, right? Well, yeah. you know, we had the comp interview last week. Yeah, that was and, killer, you know, man. And I was still riding high, so I was okay, but now I'm jonesing, man. Yeah. I'm ready to get back into it. Time to dive back in, man. So I well, yeah. uh, appreciate you being here for this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, man, good stuff. So we got, uh, so only like, you know, the end of May, like the dead of the dead season, but we have, like, all of the Raider news to get to tonight, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah, we do. We've got so much stuff to get to you. So much to get to that we had to restate, resurrect, if you will, one of our old segments. We have the four-minute offense that yeah. Mosh and I did this, like, I don't know. This is going back like a couple of years. We hadn't done this in a hot minute. And uh, it's a lot of fun, but it was a good way for us to try to cram in, like, multiple stories into a short segment, right? Yeah. So we're going to resurrect that tonight. We're going to bring back the four-minute offense. We've got five quick hits to get to within the four-minute offense. And yes. then there was also a lot of great articles written. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Jerry had a great article, and uh, and I can't... I- can't remember who wrote the article that uh the first article that we're doing with with uh Bowden. Oh, with Lynn Bowden. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that, that might have been Vinny Bond Senior from from the Review Journal. I can't yeah, remember we either. Love him but too, right? Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, it was Paul Gutierrez, ESPN.com. Oh, right on. It was Paul okay, Gutierrez. Good. Yeah, and uh and who was a former Mercury news writer? Yes. Uh, along counterpart of Jerry McDonald. Yeah. Uh, as Jeff mentioned, and so anyways, we're gonna we're gonna talk about those articles tonight, and uh, some really really good stuff to get to, really interesting stuff. So anyways, fun. but before we get to any of that. Okay, wait Before a we get to any of What do you got, Swag? So, so every episode of the RFR Rundown, it seems like we've, we've gushed and talked about a particular player. Are you talking about Mariota Nation that has taken residence Mario in the fan Mariota Nation that, that I am the president of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. 
Well, but yeah. I, but, you know, we, we have all kinds of stuff to talk about, but Marcus Mariota is not one of them. So I'm doing my due diligence <laughs> for an episode of the RFR Rundown to talk about what a great quarterback Marcus Mariota, number eight for the Las Vegas Raiders, is. Oh, my God. And he might be our future. I don't know. He might be. So we're going to have to come up with like the swag fan corner where you just like get to soapbox for like, actually, like, yeah. with, like what do you, like a stand? There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah the, the stand yeah. corner. Aloha corner. Swag stand. <laughs> Aloha corner. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're just going to take a portion of every show for me to show appreciation to Marcus yeah. Mariota, who has never played a snap for the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, my gosh. You know, okay, look. Look, so I have apparently the last two seasons I've had a thing for guys that have not played a down for the Raiders yet, yeah. but they're my favorite player. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, we're comparing apples and oranges here because we've got he who will not be named, yes, uh, that that kind of wore an eighty four, and then the guy that just wore the eight, just wore the just eight. wore the eight, man, and already bringing more respectability to the number than the eighty four guy oh, ever, my gosh. ever did, right? Absolutely, so, absolutely. You know, like neither one of them technically were ever a Raider, right? Because neither one of them has, has taken a snap yet, yeah. uh, on the field for for the Oakland slash Las well, Vegas. Well, and Mariota's not going to take a snap till about week six. Well, that's true, but he'll dress for a game anyways. Oh, well, he'll right? take some snaps in the preseason. Yeah. You know, yeah, he'll play a majority of a couple yeah, of preseason Yeah, so he'll games. officially at one point be more of a Raider than that other guy for sure. Well, yeah, but, he's already more of a Raider. So, okay, so let's go ahead. So I got about a 30-minute window here set for you to yeah, uh, well, talk you know about what? Mariota. And, and, so and we're ahead. not going to gush too much. Just 30 you minutes. Know, you know, because he's my second favorite quarterback. Hey, there you he's go. He's my second favorite quarterback. My favorite quarterback still wears a number four. And he has a car on the back of his jersey. Oh, you know you what? Yeah. yeah. And so, so you know what? So I hope I never see my guy. There you go. I hope I never see my guy. Likely you won't. Know? Yeah. You likely won't. I hope not. Hope not. And so, anyways, we're just having a little bit of fun here because we've got a lot of <laughs> a lot of awesome feedback well, from Raider yeah. Nation about this. Actually, and like Jeff and I were talking about before the show, while we've heard some people with that, you know, gosh, you guys talk about Marcus Mariota a lot, and we have, and we own that. Um, because it's like one of the more interesting conversations to have, frankly, going into the uh, going into the season. Well, yeah. But you know what? We were very surprised by the lack of negative response. Like we hadn't got like mm. people coming at us being like maybe one or two people that have said something like you know, hey, you know what the hell, guys? What are you doing? Yeah. But no, you know, people just aren't saying anything, which kind of you know, that's silence that's, is kind of the agreeance of Raider Nation on some aspects. You or know what I mean? people just saying like, yeah, guys, great job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, great stuff, guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. So, and that's not me, you know, trying to amplify any of the, the, the complimentary messages, but it's just more to, to identify and to illustrate to you all out there that like people are more on the fence than you think like yeah people are frustrated people man. are frustrated man people are open to new ideas and so anyways yeah. that's that's yeah, we're we, going to talk about it later you know that this amazing new stadium that we have we want to we want to fill that oh with some gosh. w's man yes you know what i mean yes. so 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 yeah so derek time to step derek, up bro. do it do it derek be that guy derek. derek was throwing a whole bunch this week did you see that oh my gosh it was awesome great videos through him throwing to ty williams and the guys man yeah looking good out there fellas i, I mean, love it everybody looks good in shorts but you know what i mean still yep. i'm I waiting for that. number 11 and 89 to join him out there oh my gosh it's oh. Kind of awesome so, oh, good. so good so good so let's jump into the four minute offense so here's how it goes so we're, we got a little kickoff a little a little john gruden of course to get it started as soon as john gruden is done Swago is going to jump in with the first story. We got five stories to get to in four minutes, and we're going to have a timer. So when soon as Swag starts, I'm going to set the timer, and it's going to count us down 
uh, through, through the four minutes. So, all right, Swaggo. Sir. Are you ready? I think so. All right, you're in. Your cue's after Gruden. Okay. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Plays on this script of the plays that are coming. Here's the answers to the test now. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. Okay, so so the first topic we have we're going to be talking about uh, is uh, we were talking about Tales from the Nation. Tales from the Nation, which is still not released because Murph has not edited that episode yet. We will be doing that soon. But we were talking about draft picks, greatest draft picks in Raider history. Where we're going to talk about some great Raider draft misses. Ooh. So back in 2016, with the 44th pick in the draft, uh, the Raiders select Jihad Ward. The next pick, number 45, was Derrick Henry. Ooh, Ouch. That hurts. Uh, 2007, obviously, we draft uh, the uh, Jabustus Russell. Uh, and the number two pick was uh, Megatron. Ooh, that hurts. Ow. 2005, with the 23rd pick, the Raiders draft Fabian Washington. With the 24th pick, Aaron Rodgers. Ouch. Oh, uh, 2004, with the number two overall pick, Robert Gallery. Number three, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Ouch. 2002, the 23rd pick, Napoleon Harris. Pick 24, Ed Reed, which would have been a great Raider. Ah. Uh, 1997, the 72nd pick of the draft, Adam True. Uh, the 73rd pick, Oh, Miami selects Jason Taylor. Uh, 1983, uh, the 26th pick of the draft, uh, the Raiders select Don Mosbar. Uh, the pick 27, Dan Marino. Oh. Ooh, Murph, you're up. Gosh, those would have been the greatest all-timers. Okay, so next up, so speaking of Raider draft picks, last year the Oakland Raiders, uh, now Las Vegas Raiders, select Josh Jacobs and also Cleveland Furl uh, in the first round. And uh, just if you ever were wondering why the Raiders would pick a couple of young men like this, clearly their pay on, play on the field uh, is showing you why they, would, they were picked, but also their dedication and their loyalty, not only to their craft, but to their team as these young men got inked up this past week or yeah. at least displayed it on social media. They brandished their Raider shields on their arms and I love yeah. that idea that you got Shout rookie out Ted guys. Butrin. Absolutely and so uh, and we'll talk about uh, Ted and the, the tattoo study but these two young men showing their dedication to, to the team and to the Raiders. Max Crosby, you're next up. Max, absolutely. Max. So- so, so, so the schedule came out last week. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about uh, the bye week. Uh, so, Josh or Murph, how many times has, uh, <laughs> how many times has the Chiefs played the Raiders after the Raiders had a bye? It seems like it's about every year. Every year. Well, it actually isn't. It's actually only the sixth time in the last ten seasons. Wow. Yeah. So, so after the Raiders, so the, playing the Raiders before a bye, it's the sixth time in the past ten seasons that has happened. The Chiefs are four in one of those games. Uh, the Raiders have had a bye in the past twenty-seven seasons before playing KC. Uh, and uh, hold on. So Andy Reid is eighteen and three after a bye in his career. The Raiders are three and fourteen. Something's got to change there. The Chiefs are on a four and one in this span when facing the Raiders following a bye, and a nine and four when not having a bye. It's time to step up. Time, time to, to step up. DC, we're talking to you. If not, Marcus Marietta, start warming up. So speaking of the Chiefs, the greatest uh, Raider of of, uh, of of late is Rodney Hudson, the greatest player at his oh position on our football team. In case you were wondering if that's the case, the man that came to us from the Kansas City Chiefs, he is... Uh, wow! Don't fumble on words in this Come drill, on, man! But the reason that he is the greatest player at his position is because he has the highest single-season passing pass blocking grades for centers since 2010. Whoa, he, th- that's right. Since 20, so the dang it, 
Rodney Hudson leads the league the last five years in pass blocking grades for oh all my the centers. Take Holy us home. Cow. Okay, take us home. So, the Raiders have a new stadium. If you haven't heard, they moved to Las Vegas and when? they're building Allegiant Stadium. When did they do that? Uh, this past offseason, oh they gosh. did it. Some people say it looks like a Roomba. Some people say it looks badass. I love it. It's the Death Star, man. It's and, a hockey pop. And, and we've talked about, uh, SeatGeek is talking about it. They said that they uh, they have uh, more interest in the Raider Stadium, Raider tickets than anything else. We I love you, Raider Nation. We're out. And it costs. Well, it's a rookie mistake. The right here is gonna go down. Woo! Sheesh. Let's hit a, a let's hit a break, man. <laughs> yeah, Holy please, cow. Please. Catch on my breath. Yeah. What's up everyone? This is Maurice Hurst from Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Just win, baby. Thanks. Oh my gosh! Appreciate the big man there. That was fun, man. Yeah, Mo Hurst. Yeah, shout. Yeah. Oh, that too. No, no yeah, for yeah. shout out. Shout out. Uh, University of Michigan. Mo Hurst. Yeah, there absolutely. Absolutely. Big blue. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's a fun so, segment, huh? It's a fun segment, man. I'm wore out. I know. We could like you could literally we we could have made a 30 minute show out of those. Oh, Five stories. it would have been more than 30 minutes. Right. We would have been talking for 30 minutes about the tattoo thing alone. I know. You brought up Ted Butcher, and I'm glad yep. that you did. Absolutely. Uh, we've got all kinds of information out there on our socials about the tattoo study that Professor Ted is doing. Ted is a professor at San Jose State University. I was a part of the study. I know Ramon now has been part of the study. Yeah. Kevin the Raider Nerd has been part of the study. It started off as a study of people that got sports tattoos. Yeah. And... He heard from so many Raiders fans, and after my portion of it, he asked me if I would reach out to other Raider fans that I knew that had ink, and I did. And so now he's thinking about doing a sub-study on just Raider fans and their tattoos. I love so, that. Very, very cool. So Now, how long is that study going on? Uh, like the next few weeks, I think, still. Okay. Like, he's interviewing like hundreds and hundreds of people. In well, this I may thing. need to call, because I'm getting a Raider tattoo. Well, you better hurry up then. I know. Well, I may just have to call him afterwards. He may just have to add like a cliff note <laughs> to his study or just something like that. Asterisk with yeah, swag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 the, yeah the swag Jeff yeah. cliff notes. It'll be like, why do you get sports tattoos of yourself? Because you'll get your swag Jeff tattoo, your logo on you or something. Yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. be on my ass. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'll get the Raider shield on my calf or something like that. <laughs> Gross. I know, right? Yeah, man. Okay. Hey, so speaking of that. Uh, <laughs> speaking of what? <laughs> hey. Speaking of your ace. <laughs> All right. So. Speaking of your ass. <laughs> Uh, okay speaking of the rest of you <laughs> you adorn yourself with the swag jeff shirt tonight tell us about what you got going on with the, with the shirts jeff. yeah absolutely so so yeah so i'm wearing a swag jeff shirt tonight yes. and uh and we're 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 in partners now we're we've teamed up teaming up we're teaming up with with uh, DC4L, uh, yes. customtees.com, and they're going to be, you know, what we always say, we let the professionals be professionals, Yes. and and, and we've we've teamed up with DC4L, and they're going to be making our shirts. Yes, so, so don't buy any of them yet. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so but don't, very yeah. soon, you're, we're going to tell you to go to DC4L, 
follow a link or whatever it is. Yes. And anything you buy DC4L will go into our fundraising effort for the Stabler Exo Exo Foundation. Yep. In the meantime, if you're going to buy something officially licensed Raiders stuff, please use our link. Go to RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear. Yes. Hit that link, and then that will take you to the Fanatics website. Yeah. Where anything that you buy at that point, it could be Raiders, it could be other team-related, doesn't matter. Just please use our link, and then it won't cost you anything extra, but a portion of those proceeds will then get kicked back to us, and then we will then take that money and give it to Stabler. Uncle Mosh announced this last week yes. that we are already at almost 200 bucks. That's and, amazing. And now we've got some new advertising opportunities coming up, Jeff. Yeah. That is probably going to uh, jump us up another big... Uh, yeah, it's going to go straight into the hopper, yeah, man. Yeah, all into the hopper, because everything Absolutely. that we make goes into that. So Absolutely. Um, so so I know Kevin the Raider Nerd has been chomping at the bit for a Tales from the Nation shirt. It's coming. That's coming, dude. It's, it's coming. coming, dude. Just be patient with us. Uh, we're almost there. We've been working with, with the guy Dan at DC4L, an amazing dude. He's so cool. I had a conversation with him a couple weeks ago for about 30 minutes. He's an awesome guy. But we're we're talking Tales from the Nation shirts, Swag Jeff shirts, Uncle Moss shirts, Murph's Fan Cave shirts, RFR Live shirts. It's going to be we amazing. We put a rundown shirt on there, right? Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, and, and we've talked. To, and I don't, Do you know there's people that listen to just this show yeah we've gotten a lot of feedback from people like they love this rundown and i'm like that's so cool like uh-huh. i love that that we have enough diversity in our lineup now in the Murph's fan cave feed that like some people don't like rfr live some people don't like rundown some people don't like that but but there's something if you're a raider fan there's a show on there's this network a show now. here for you yeah absolutely you may not like any of us you only like the fan club blitz exactly which i got a new fan club blitz coming up you know probably maybe tomorrow. you only like mikey and that's coming. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but back to DC4L. So, so so all those all those shirts are going to be coming to you soon. Uh so just just hold on just a little bit longer. We're going to be getting those coming to you. And yes, and all the proceeds will go to the XOXO Stabler Foundation, awesome which stuff. is an amazing thing and we can't wait to present a check to them to Kendra and all that stuff. It's going to be so cool. Very cool. Right on. Appreciate that's why I go appreciate Dan at DC4L and looking forward to having a lot more uh to come for you Raider Nation on yeah. that front. All right, let's uh let's head into break and then let's get into some articles that came out this week what's up raider nation it's your boy will compton you're listening to raiders fan radio with my boys murph swaggy jeff and uncle mosh tune in because they f-ing put out a banger podcast wait who was it murph swag jeff and who's the third guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's my new favorite clip. Now, 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 right there, he calls you Swag Jeff, but I know Swaggy Jeff. I know that you were just you lit up when you heard him say Swag. Oh, have draw that out. My, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, yeah. And, and then in the show uh, during that interview, which if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that interview. It's kick it's ass, awesome. man. It's so cool, so good, so cool. And and he uh, he said when he was texting Cody, uh, he said, "Oh yeah, I think I heard from Jeff's podcast." Yeah. It's mine. Yeah, that's your Swag's your... fan cave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can have it. Well, yeah. I'll just guest on it. Deal. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm all about swag. Give me, give me, give me. I'll take all the stuff. I'll take all the stuff. You can have it all. Yeah. So speaking of having it all, <laughs> speaking of having it all, the first interview or the first article that we're going to be talking about, yes. we're going to talk about a guy that has it all. Oh, my gosh. The Swiss Lynn Army Bowden. knife, dude. The Swiss Army knife, dude. Come on. Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. Talk to him. Um, yeah, so so John Gruden likes playthings. He likes his toys. Well, he likes yeah, he his does. toys. And in in this in the third round, he got that toy. He got that toy and Lynn Bowden. Uh, he he is currently the reigning Paul Hornig winner as the nation's most versatile player, and he's a first team All American as an all purpose player. Uh, it, he's he's unbelievable. 
Yeah, he's awesome. I'm excited about, you know, um, one of my all-time favorite Raiders I wear, uh, I wear, I display his autographed jersey behind me proudly, uh, Marcel Reese, number 45, yeah. fullback for the Raiders. He was, a, uh, he was a wide receiver by title at Washington. Then he came to the Raiders. He became a fullback. And then, you know, the offensive coordinators and coaches started getting wise to the skill set that this man had. And Marcel Reese turned into a Swiss Army knife. Now, Marcel had about 40-some-odd pounds on Lynn Bowden. Um, but point being, though, is that you could put Marcel in at fullback. You could put him at tailback. You could put him at tight end. You could put him in a lot of different positions. You could split him out as a wide receiver. Like, you could do a lot of things with Marcel Reese. And, and back then, in the game, the NFL game itself has always been a, a, about a series of matchups, right? It's always about getting your, you know, best player on, uh, on, on their best player or yes. getting your better player on their good player, whatever the case may be. It's all about matchups. Well, when you, and nowadays with the way that these hybrid offenses are working, like in the movement that's, that they're capable of, like, it's all about getting people moving around, using motion, using a lot of like trickery in terms of your offense and your formations and whatnot. And so that's where Marcel, like, I mean, he just shined at that. You know, yeah. he would, he would, he would come out in the initially in the formation of fullback, and then you know, and then he would or a tailback, and then go into motion, and then split out or do whatever. And all of a sudden, you got him matched up on a linebacker, which is a completely unfair matchup. Yeah, he's going to win that matchup. And at one point, like, like Marcel was the guy. You don't see fullbacks. 20 30 yards downfield splitting Never. splitting safeties catching yeah. touchdowns like and th but that was what he was capable of he was an amazing player all right so i said i'll have to say this if bowden is the new version of that again he's a smaller he's same height they're both like 6'1 but i think he's like 206 and marcel was like 250 yeah so um so a, a smaller frame but much more versatile though even than what uh, what then? What Marcel was, and some people want to compare him to Taysom Hill, the the quarterback of yeah, of the Saints. But that's a kinda right. So elaborate a little bit on that. Yeah. So first off, Gruden they did a mini install, kind of show him the game plan and stuff before they drafted him, and they spat out all kinds of stuff at him real fast. You know, hey, we got this and this and this and this and this. Well, Bowden was on the same page the whole time was regurgitating everything back to Gruden. Oh yeah, I would do this right here. This is this is this right here. I mean it's unbelievable. And after the interview, Gruden said, that guy's a freaking raider. Oh, I mean absolutely nice. yeah. yeah. They compare him to Taysom Hill because he's just that versatile player. And when you think versatile player in the NFL, you think New Orleans Taysom Hill. Absolutely. And you know, and he's not that much of a guy, you know, Bowden sits at six foot one, two oh six is what you said. Um, but they have him more of a of a running back and punt returner. So you know, so you're not going to see that guy line up. You know, a pump blocker and all that kind of stuff. Right, like right. Is. He's not he's not as big as Hill is. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Size wise, like height wise, he is. But as far as like mass goes, he's not. He's, yes. he's given up. Absolutely. 20 some odd pounds. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, but in college, you know, in, in Kentucky, you know, I think that's uh, Q-Dog School represent. Absolutely. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, he, he, he was a dual threat quarterback, uh, 1468 rushing yards, which is uh, what uh, in the SEC, which is the 11th in the uh, FBS, uh, 7.9 yards per carry led all qualifying FBS rushers. Um, and this was, but uh, this was despite him playing uh, receiver the first month of the, of the season. I mean, four weeks, 
He played receiver. He played receiver. And then was still 11th in the FBS in uh, in rushing yards as a dual-threat quarterback. So here's here's what – this is the Murph take on it, all right? This is just okay. Murph theory, all right? And this is just my fan theory. It doesn't mean anything, and I don't expect everybody to agree with me. I'm just telling you where my brain goes as a fan. Okay. Okay. I don't think he's as much Taysom Hill as he is a taller version of Julian Edelman. Because if you think yeah. about what Edelman did at Kent State, Edelman was a quarterback. That's really what Bowden is. And he's got much more wide receiver framing than he does running back framing. Yes. I think the reason that he's listed as a running back was because they need a spot to put him. Like, I think in that, in that article, they refer to him as the Joker. Like, he's just like yes. the wild card. Like, you could just do with him whatever you want. Yeah. Well, with guys like that, like the Raiders once upon a time, you probably don't know this guy, Jeff, but they had a player named Taiwan Jones. Okay. Right? And so Taiwan Jones was just like this super fast, super athletic, like just this like crazy talented player. But he wasn't like some years they would put him down as a running back. Some years they would put him down as a corner. But mainly he was a special teamer. So what they did was it was like, okay, we got to fill out our 53-man roster. Well, we got a deficit here at this position. We'll call him a corner. Sure. Well, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, it's like, and I think that's why Bowden is listed as a running back. Well, look at our He's wide receiver room. I mean, look at all the wide receivers that we have. Exactly. You can only keep so many on a roster. And we're you know? short, frankly, on running backs. And yeah. so it's like, you know, you got Richard has got a very distinct role. Obviously, Josh Jacobs is the, is the, the feature of it. Yep. So and, then then you you got, put, and then who's, who's the, uh, who'd we get? Uh, Booker? Exactly. Devontae Booker. And so then you fill out the room with, with, with Bowden. So yeah. I think that it's, let's not like try to put him in a box and say he's a running back. I'm telling you, he's way more Julian Edelman. Yeah. You're going to see him all over the dang place and think about what Belichick does with Edelman. He'll get him the ball. He'll put the ball in Edelman's hands behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And you'll see him throw the football. Like I would not be surprised at all to see, follow me on this. I know I'm talking crazy, but you watch market now, whatever here at the end of May, you watch, we're going to see, a completion of like, like on a stat line, Lynn Bowden to Marcus Mariota for 30 yards. Exactly. Something crazy like yes. that where they're both in the backfield and some guy splits out and some, cause think about it defensively. If you got those two guys back there who you don't know who the hell's going where, right? Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's not I mean, like we yeah. hadn't seen Marcus catch passes downfield before. Exactly. Like, I'm telling you, man, there, this is going to be better. Uh, maybe it's my fan. I don't know. Maybe it's the Madden fan in me. I don't know. But there's so many options. There's so much craziness yeah. that they could do with this offense. That because why else would you draft and sign players like Marcus, players like Bode? Why else would you bring them in if right. you weren't going to do crazy right. old stuff? Yeah, think of an unbelievable wild card or wild uh, wildcat yes. scenario where you have Josh Jacobs, Marcus Mariota, and Lynn Bowden in the backfield. Uh, oh where's that ball going? Where's that ball going? You have no idea. So, so, so Lynn Bowden runs the ball. You know, he's, he was a dual threat quarterback, played wide receiver, all that stuff, but he ran the ball unbelievably. So in the eight games that he, uh, he played quarterback, um, he ran for at least a hundred yards in seven of those eight games and ran for 99 in the other. Uh, but in those eight games, he averaged 171 rushing yards per game, including a 284 284 rushing yards against his rival Louisville. Uh, the SEC wow. rushing record per game is held by a guy named Herschel Walker, who averaged 170. Oh, just him? Yeah, just Herschel Walker, uh, who averaged 171.9 yards a game. So he was 0.8 yards away from beat from 
passing Harsh, or oh Herschel Walker as the all-time leading yards per game SEC running oh back, quarterback, gosh. whoever. That's and this guy's been, a quarterback, and he's crazy. throwing touchdown passes. This is fun, man. This, there's, this has been a fun draft. Last year was a fun draft, uh, no doubt. This, last year was, oh, was a sure. good draft. Um, it's funner now in retrospect because yeah. we, we now know what Max Crosby turned into, right? We know even what Trayvon Mullen is going to uh, probably turn into. Yes. So, um, and then obviously Josh Jacobs John, leads and the charge. Jonathan Abram. And Jonathan and Abram. And like, so yeah. It's easy to be excited about that. This draft, though, like in terms of versatility, potential, Splashy, explosiveness, it, flashiness, like all those things, man, like thinking about Brian Edwards in the back of the end zone, catching a fade from Derek Carr, right. thinking about all these versatile options that they have in the backfield, like thinking about all these things that, you know, thinking about a guy like a Meek Robertson and the intensity yeah. that he's going to bring to the secondary. And we're bringing like, winners in, man. Yes. We did it last year and we're doing it almost, I feel even more so this year because you got Ruggs who obviously has a, has a, uh, you know, national championship or two under his belt. You got Bowden, who uh, he won the Belk Bowl his last game as a as a Kentucky Wild or uh, uh, whatever cat, yeah, Wildcat, whatever, it is. Yeah. yeah, Wildcat. And you know, he and he had uh, he had a two hundred and thirty three rushing yards in that game, which is an NCAA bowl record for a quarterback. And he had two oh touchdown gosh. passes on top of that, and a game winning thirteen yard uh, touchdown pass with fifteen seconds left in the game. I mean, and then you, uh, of course you got uh, Brian. Edwards, you know, who yeah. is the all-time leading at uh, uh, Tanner South Muse. Carolina. I didn't mention Tanner Muse yet. Tanner Muse, who is who's going to be a linebacker. Winning. Yes. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, top to bottom, this draft. I mean, they just drafted winners. They know how to win, and they did the same thing in free agency. Marcus Mariota knows how to win. You know, I mean, you got Corey Littleton knows how to win. He picks off Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. You know, all that kind of stuff. We're just, we're bringing winners in here, which is what we need. Absolutely, man. This is, this is exciting, man. This is, it's really fun stuff, and I'm, uh, I can't wait, dude. I can't wait for Vegas. I got oh my, my got my tickets uh, for the not for the game, but I got my tickets for Vegas. Hotels booked. Going to be there uh, for week one. And uh, man, I can't wait. And uh, I hate you're not going to be able to. Yeah, uh, to I hate jo- that. I hate that. But uh, man, I know you'll be there. In you spirit need to and- you need to just hang out by the stadium. What, what do they call people that sneak into a to a Broadway show? Have uh, the the second actors or whatever that sneak in with the smokers? Oh. <laughs> you just need to do that <laughs> yeah, just yeah. so you can get in the building. Just you know? slide on in the building. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'll be a or what? What do you call it when you the stowaway? I'll be a stowaway. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, somebody put me in their their carry, yeah, their yeah carry h- hide in Mojo's meat bag or whatever. <laughs> hey. 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 Easy with a meat bag. Hey. So all right. So um, <laughs> what the hell is that? Is that Jeff? <laughs> the fuck is a meat bag? Hey, easy with the meat bag. Easy with the meat bag. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. All right, Swago. Next up on the list, we got another article interesting this week. Yeah, we do. So fired up as we are for the Las Vegas Raiders. At this point, we have left the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum in our rear view. Uh, as sad as that is, and as sad as that notion is, uh, you know, frankly, it's just a necessity uh, for the Raiders to get to where they did. And we're going to talk about that later on. Yeah. When we get to the Jerry McDonald article. But in terms of uh 
the city of Oakland, you know, we've said from the very, very beginning that our hearts are with Oakland fan and frankly, any Bay Area uh, Raider fan that, uh, you know, that made their way to the Coliseum on Sunday, set up for the tailgate. You know, you got to experience that firsthand this last yeah. year. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an experience that's second to none. The people are second to none. And the whole thing is just, it's, it's unmatched in the league. And so for those folks, we always felt for. But in terms of like the politicians and the bureaucrats in the city of, all they did was fight the Raiders from start to finish and yes. we're in highly hypocritical at times and uh, up to and including the most recent lawsuit that the city of Oakland filed against the Raiders and frankly the NFL where they said that the Raiders violated antitrust laws by uh, leaving Oakland and moving to Las Vegas. This is after a, Oh, I don't know. 40-year history of fighting with the freaking city and the county trying to get a new stadium established. This is after, you know, most recently, you know, the mayor of Oakland, Libby Schaff, campaigned openly against the Raiders, openly against any kind of funding, openly against any form of support, and forced the Raiders' hand uh, eventually to Las Vegas. So after all that battling of the Raiders to working against them, getting their own facility there at the Coliseum property, um, now they turned around and wanted to sue the Raiders. And guess what happens when you sue the Raiders? Well, the Raiders are a franchise of what? The NFL. So when you sue the Raiders, you're suing the NFL, Oakland. And guess what? The NFL doesn't like that. And the NFL has higher priced lawyers than you do in in, uh, the city of Oakland. And you know what? It's like when I saw this thing come out, you know, a couple of years ago now or whenever it was, it was like, it was such an exercise in futility. It was an attempt. It was frankly, it was a political attempt to save face. And, you know, I look, I don't live there anymore. I haven't lived in the Bay area for a very long time, but just looking back on it and having at least a history in that area. And now looking on the way that they treated that team from its, uh, from the onset to where they are now, it was an incredibly just, I mean, it's a ridiculous scenario. I mean, I would have had more respect for the city of Oakland if they would have said, you know what? It didn't work out. Sorry. See ya. Good luck Goodbye. in Vegas. Yeah. Goodbye. That's, that would have been fine. But instead, they wanted to drag it out and save face and make it political. And guess what happened? Well, this last week, uh, a, a judge dismissed the city of Oakland's lawsuit against the Las Vegas Raiders on Thursday. This is after, uh, of course, the Raiders uh, requested the NFL um, for, for the approval for them to relocate uh, to Las Vegas. That was in 2017. So as I mentioned, the, the city of Oakland claims that the Raiders violated antitrust laws. Well, I, I did a whole more fundamentals on antitrust laws, and I'm not going to revisit the whole idea of that segment. But the basis of it is this. Antitrust laws were put in place to prevent things like price fixing, bid rigging, monopolies. It wanted to allow for a fair market to be established. So you and I in our working relationship are very familiar with this concept. Yes. You can't have a manufacturer dictate to a seller, okay, you're going to sell my product for this price, and hey, you other seller, you're going to sell it for this price, and hey, you other seller, you're going to sell it for this Exactly. You can't do that because it rigs the market. You have to allow for the free market to play out. So the, uh, the, the whole basis for for their lawsuit was goofy to me to begin with because how can you say that the free market hasn't played out when the NFL, a private corporation, just decided, you know what? We don't want to be here in your backyard anymore. We're going to move to the desert. And the owners, the collective 32 owners, voted in its approval for that relocation to happen. And only one team voted against it. There's a good trivia question for you, Swaggo. You want to guess who it is? Mm, Pittsburgh. 
Good guess. Oddly enough, the Miami Dolphins. Steven, really? Steven Ross, because he invested $500 million of his own money into Hard Rock Stadium to renovate it, and he was butthurt. The Raiders got $750 million in public funding from the city of Las Vegas and the hotel tax from the state of Nevada and all that stuff. So he was butthurt about it, and he voted against it. The, the funny thing about that is, is that by voting against it, even that still happened. The Raiders still had to pay the relocation fee of like 370 some odd million dollars, right? Which split up 32 ways equals like 11 million bucks for Steven Ross. So that guy still made money on the Raiders moving. Right. But anyways, I digress. The point of this whole thing is that the notion of the lawsuit was silly to begin with. Um, free market did get established. And guess what? The free market played out and the city of Oakland is now, this thing is officially completely put to bed. And we battled not directly, but indirectly with a lot of other fan content creators, folks that really rallied for Oakland. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not talking about the ones that were rallying for Oakland in terms of their passion as fans, but the ones who were rallying in terms of like, keeping their brand or keeping their agenda or whatever. Right. Just like the city of Oakland in this case was trying to rally to their agenda. Well, exactly. guess what? It didn't exist. And you know what Raiders or excuse me, you know what Oakland, you didn't do yourself any favors. It's sad. It hurts. All of us wish they could have stayed, but the combination of, 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 you know, I'm not going to make this political. It's not political, but just know where I'm coming from on this. But when you look at the, the, the state government and ultimately the city government, it's like an impossible task to build a goddamn stadium in the Bay Area. Right. Forget it. I can't believe the Niners even got it, got it off the ground to, to begin with. But anyways, point being, this thing is dead. It's now, it's over. And sadly, this was the freaking death knell. This was the final nail yeah. in the coffin to yeah. the Oakland Raiders. Absolutely. Well, and you, and you talked about, you know, people that, that hitch their wagon to, you can't hitch your wagon to the city. Hitch your wagon to the shield. You know, those, oh, in terms those, of fans, yes, yeah, some of those people and some of those content creators and and you know, clothing people and all that stuff to stay in Oakland, stay in Oakland, stay in Oakland. You know, I mean, where are they at now? You know, because they're gone. They're gone, and and some of those were good folks. Like some of those, like you know, um, are friends of ours. And again, people that like as I that's why I wanted to lead this segment with that notion that like you know, the fan that like rallied for staying. Well, yes, of course, and. I, and again, oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know what I mean? But but like rallying because that was their passion. That was their their Sunday mornings to get to this to the yes. to the Coliseum and to tailgate and to do that. But they're not promoting brands, right? Those people aren't. That's not what they they were not trying to promote self through that. They were trying to save their experience and like that. Sure. That attempt, I got nothing but respect for. And oh, always, for sure. I still got my stay in Oakland sign sitting yeah. right over there. But the ones that wanted to do it because their brand was suffering, because they were no longer going to be associated with one thing or another, those are the ones that we, you know, right. I want to say I even took on bridge. It's not even that because we don't have beef around here. That doesn't exist. But like, but it was like we had multiple conversations with two or three in particular open. And you can, if you're fans of this show or listen to us or me long enough, you know, gripe about this thing, you know who I'm talking about. So I'm not going to get into it. But like, but point being though is that this is now it. It's over, over. And I feel like we've been saying this for a long time. Like, it's over. The Oakland Raiders are over for since 2017. And it's been a little bit of a slow burn as of late. But as of now, done. Gone. See ya. Bye. Yeah. Tinfoil hats. Take them off. Yep. Right, Absolutely. Let's, let's hit a break, man. Whew. 
Hey Raider Nation, this is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. Was that too much? No. No? Uh-uh. Okay. No, we're good. Okay. All right. We're good. If it's too much, let me know, Raider Nation. I'm just speaking from the heart, man. I just, That's you know, like it is, it's, it's, I got, I got such emotion to this, to, to this whole thing and into this team. And I got it, um, it, you know what it comes from? It hurt my feelings. It hurt as a fan of the Oakland Raiders since I was a little kid. It hurt my feelings that the people that are in charge of the decision making didn't take it with the amount of passion that the fan base did. Yes. That hurts. Like, that hurts my... They, I, they don't understand how important the Raiders are to that region, what the mystique is, what that's built, the legacy, and th- it does. It hurt. That's why I get passionate about because it, it, it hurts, man. It, like, like that's what, you know... Yeah. There's a little, you know, a little, little therapy here with Murph, but, like, that's what it is, man. Like, anyways, sad. Okay, so, that said, the Raiders are going to Vegas. Yeah, we are. Okay, look, so, you know... There's a lot of places that the Raiders could have moved to. They tried to move to Inglewood, right? The uh, NFL kind of shot that down. And I'm kind of glad now at this point. Oh, yeah. Because they would have had to have shared that stadium with the Rams. And nobody, yes. nobody shares with the Raiders, man. We, we are no. the Raiders. The Raiders are the Raiders, and that's it. We don't do yeah. no shared thing. This ain't no Jets-Giants stuff, man. Uh-uh. uh-uh. We sure as heck weren't going to play at freaking Levi Stadium. or No, hell no. Hell no. You know what I mean? So... If uh, so, the Raiders needed to be the Raiders, and if it took Vegas, like you know, out of all the other options that we had heard kicked around, San Antonio and like you know other ones, I mean, Vegas is a pretty. That's a raidery town, man. It's a raider freaking town, man. Yeah. There's a lot of pirates in Vegas. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. So anyway, so the, so the Raiders are moving to Vegas, and Jerry McDonald had an amazing article this week on the Mercury News. Jerry's one of our favorites. He's he's a in terms of writers go, beat writers go. He's the maid of the made men. He's the capo of those guys that are left over. Um, uh, Jerry's such a good dude and, and, and so kind with his, with his time and his endorsement of, of us, uh, yes. uh, through, uh, you know, numerous outlets at times. Um, Jerry had a great article about basically the, the concept of it was around the health of the Raiders. And so I mentioned all the battles that Oakland had with the Raiders and Al Davis, you know, all he wanted was a new stadium going back to before he left for Los Angeles. The first time the whole crux of any of the battles with the NFL, uh, have were all around where the Raiders played in terms of location and as far as city and in terms of facility, like all the battles, everything, all the conflict that ever arose around the Raiders and Al Davis was because of that issue. Well, now as this article goes on to, to detail, those things are way in the past. Like, yeah. not only um, is Al's crusade against the NFL long over, but the dysfunction that arose around that is long over. Now they have a state-of-the-art stadium, a state-of-the-art training facility. Yeah. They have the dream hire in John Gruden. Yes. They have, the frankly, turning out to be the dream hire 
of Mike Mayock. Yeah. You have the owner doing ownery things. You have the coach doing coachy things. And you have the GM doing GMing things. Yeah. Like the health of the organization from top to bottom and the functionality of those yes. three head positions and how that trickles down from there. Yes. This is something that the Raiders team and as an organization yeah. hasn't seen as far as like efficiency and high function. Yes. Jeff, we haven't seen this since Al Davis was at his height. Like I'm talking like late seventies, early eighties, sure. Al Davis. That's the way as far as like efficiency and like, again, high function, like appropriateness, like all of those things, professionalism. That's how long it's been. It's right. crazy. Well, and, and you know, and to add to your point right there, you got all the people doing the right things, but you got a town that's doing the right things too. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're building that stadium and, you know, when people were worried, is it going to be finished? Are they going to have to go play somewhere else? Are they going to have to go share a stadium with, with the, you know, out in LA, or are they going to have to try to go to back to Oakland, which obviously that was shut down pretty quickly. But, you know, not only is that stadium going to be done in time, but they've exceeded all expectations with $549 million in sales of personal seat licenses. I mean that's. But wait, no one's gonna buy season tickets. Right, it's only oh, gonna it's, be visiting fans. Are gonna, gonna show be neutral? Up. Yeah, neutral fans. Yeah, give me a freaking break. Give me a freaking break, man. I, I, absolutely, you know. And so, um, I mean, I just, you know, as as much as I just rhapsodized about being like kind of heartbroken about the Raiders' departure and what the way that the that the that the city treated them and and the and the lack of cooperation there, I'm also like the opposite side of that in terms of like now what we have because we were the team with you know or the facility with poo running through the dugout during A's games we were the team with dirt on the infield still in 2019 yeah you know, you know what i mean like the team with the extended stay the smud like homosexual sex homo like sex yeah <laughs> like you know or the 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 team with the uh uh, with the the, uh, the the practice fields that were so mushy that the guys were turning ankles and like you hear all these horror stories about about the the conditions of things and frankly that was all because of the way that it was structured because the Raiders didn't have control over that the city and the county controlled all that the Raiders didn't own the Coliseum right so anyway I'm not going to go back on that again but anyways point being though is that we were always the fans of the team that had to like do more. Because we had to like win in spite of that. Not only in spite of the fact that we were more penalized, but because of in spite of the fact that we had a we had weak ass, you know, training facilities and we had a weak ass stadium, although we loved it. It was weak, it was nothing weak ass to me as a fan, but in terms of like, you know what conditions I mean? Conditions and all conditions that stuff. Conditions yeah. and like um, amenities and all that stuff. It was. It was it was uh, uh, you know, it was out of date. So now to be on the complete like in a year's time. To be completely on the other side of this thing. Yes. And now we have this freaking gem in the desert. And it's gorgeous, dude. Oh, it's beautiful. Allegiant Stadium is freaking beautiful, man. Yes. And all that Roomba BS and like hockey puck, whatever, haters. Like you could call it whatever haters the heck. Haters because they ain't us. Hey, you call whatever you want. Because when we're sitting in that stadium and they open up that far glass door oh. and we're looking out on the Las Vegas Strip and you're looking at downtown Cleveland, suck it. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, dude, that thing is freaking beautiful, and they're gonna have the big torch and the Absolutely. holographic flame and all that. Like, ah, so come cool. on, man, it's it's so awesome. And yeah. so, you know, we met Mark Davis at the Blitnikoff Foundation dinner this year. Yes. 
could not have been nicer. Oh, it's great. Could not have been more gracious to us uh, and, and took time to chat with us. And he didn't have to. This guy no. owns the freaking Raiders, and he took time to chat with some knuckleheaded fans yep. and, uh, and, and shared them. And, you know, it's really cool to meet people that are easy to root for in those terms. And so, you know what? Mark Davis has caught a lot of grief for what he drives and where he eats and how he cuts his hair and how he dresses and what, whatever, yada, yada, yada. The guy is now at the helm of the, one of the most successful franchises in the NFL. You know, we deify Al Davis Mark Davis has accomplished more, not on the field yet, hopefully that's to come, but off the field, he's accomplished more than his dad ever did. Yes. And you know what? If you can't give him respect for that, then I got no love for you on that because I'm telling you, Mark Davis has done a lot and it's impressive. Uh, yeah. Commended for that, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, for sure. <sighs> you got anything else, Swago? Yeah, you know, so, so you talked about, you know, you talked about being being you know the villains of the NFL the hated team of the NFL you know Always. city of Oakland was not doing them any favors and you know we're you know the most penalized team in the NFL and seems like just the bad boys, obviously do more with less. We've always had absolutely. Well, now we're on the other side of that, which is pretty cool because now, yes, you know, we're still the league villains and all that stuff, but now the NFL has a lot invested in the city of Vegas. They're all about doing the whole, you know, doing the, the, uh, the gambling stuff and all that stuff. They're kind of all about that now. They're kind of well, getting they're more embracing. Lean- yeah, oh, they're yeah. embracing yeah. all that. And so, you know, so now, you know, the Raiders have brought them there. You know, I mean, they were ob- obviously all about the gambling and stuff before, but now the Raiders are there and they're the, they're Vegas's team. And so I think it's cool that, you know, maybe things are going to start shifting. We can still be the bad guys, but maybe we can start getting some better calls with, with the referees and stuff like that. You know, I mean, there's a uh, reason that we played so many international games uh, on, you know what I mean? Uh, the yeah. home international games was because not only because the NFL didn't like the Coliseum, the NFL as a whole didn't like sure. the Coliseum, didn't want it on prime time. Um, and so, they started moving our home games away. But then also, I think that was a little bit of you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. You play these home games on the road and then we'll help you with that approval. And so don't you know that those kinds of things build good grace? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm with you, Jeff. Things, it's starting to shift. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and you know, I mean, and it and it's it's nice. We keep going back to the to the Oakland thing, and you know, and obviously, much respect to everything that you know the Oakland Raiders did, but the Las Vegas Raiders now have a partner in Las Vegas. You know, they're partners. Vegas now loves the Vegas loves the Raiders. You know, which is you know something that the Raiders haven't felt in a very long time, and so that's just only going to make this even better. It's going to be so cool. Doesn't it make you like think about like no wonder that they wanted to that Mark Davis wanted to move. Like yeah, like what do you what what would you do look if you're, at the, yeah, if you're look dating at- two people and one of them is mean to you all the time, exactly, and, and sometimes you know poos on herself. And the other one is super hot and like wears nice dresses. Yeah, wears this slick black dress. <laughs> yeah, like you know, that lights up the night sky of man, Vegas. Where are you okay. going? Where are you going? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Nothing but good things coming from Vegas. Nothing but good things. That's right. That's right. From top to bottom. From the <laughs> top. Ah, yeah, you did. Just ask Max Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You got anything else? No, I, I man. Think that, that's about it, man. I'm done. I can't sweat about Oakland anymore. I'm over no, here. Oh, my no, no. We're too busy 
you know, drooling over Vegas. <laughs> drooling over Vegas. Between uh, Marcus Mariota and Vegas, man, this oh. is just like a freaking crush fest Oh, my here. gosh. It's so good. I uh, appreciate you, Raider Nation. Appreciate you checking in with us. Don't forget, go to RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear, uh, and please spend a whole bunch of money over there so we can give it away to well, yeah. uh, the Stabler XOXO Foundation. Follow and, us on all social media. Yeah, we'll be, tell we'll us be, about that. Yeah, so, so find us Facebook.com or Raiders Fan Radio Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, at Raiders Fan Radio. You can follow underscore Murph, underscore Swag Jeff, Uncle underscore Mosh. You can follow all of us he there. He tweets now? Yeah, he's tweeting a little bit. Yeah, he tweeted for my birthday. He did tweet for your birthday. He tweeted for my birthday, but it was a day late in, in, in true Uncle Mosh fashion. I've known him 17 years, and he has never wished me a happy birthday on my birthday. It's always the day after. Always the day after. And I yeah. loved it that this year, because for some reason on your Swag Jeff profile on your on your Facebook, yeah. it has the 23rd. Yeah. So Raider Nation uh, told you happy birthday on your birthday. Yeah. Then a whole bunch of us that are your friends and uh, you know close to you in, uh, in your daily life we wished you happy birthday on your birthday, and then here's Mosh. Tags I got it three days. <laughs> yeah, it was like my birthday weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was great. Absolutely good, good yeah, stuff. Was, well, happy birthday, by the way. Well, thank you, man. You're I Marcus appreciate Allen that. now. I'm no, I'm Jack Tatum. Still. Oh, you're still. Oh, that's right, because you're 31. I'm 32 now. Oh, which is that's still what Jack I said. Tatum. So you're Mar- oh, so you you did double Jack? Yeah, d- double Jack. Because he was man. 31 when he came in, and then he went to 32. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Good, yeah, which I'm all and I'm all about Marcus too. But, you know, but Jack Tatum. No, nah, Jack. Yeah, go Jack. double Jack. Assassin, yeah. man. Double yeah, Jack. I'm I all like, in. Uh, I like that. Yeah. All right, man. Have a good night. All right. See Peace. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Some call it insight. Others call it vision. At Pershing, we call it perspective. A perspective you'll benefit from, from a custodian you can rely on. One who can help navigate the big picture and whose products give you a competitive edge. One who considers everything. What will help you succeed today and tomorrow? Open yourself to a new perspective and open the possibilities. Consider everything. BNY Mellon Pershing. Learn more at pershing.com slash RIA. Pershing Advisor Solutions, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.